My name is Lincoln. Thanks for joining me once again. You're listening to That's the Truth. Coming right up is the audio recording of one of our live stream services from the House of God here in Montreal. You can watch the video recording on our Facebook page, Linked with God. That's L-I-N-K-E-D, with God. Or you can head on over to our YouTube channel, That's the Truth. If you have trouble finding that page, go to youtube.com, enter That's the Truth in the search bar, click on the filter button, which you'll see a little lower to the left of the search bar, then click on the channel button where you'll see the Bible icon that identifies our channel, That's the Truth, and that should appear right on top of the list. Click on the Bible icon where you'll then have access to all of our teachings on video. Please share these links with your friends and family so they too can be blessed with the Word of God as you are receiving it right now. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Well, let's get right to it. Get your Bibles. There's a lot to read because God has a lot to say to us. Directly from the Word of God, you're listening to That's the Truth. Hallelujah. I think I just flashed across your screen a gigantic hallelujah. It's all lit up. Praise God. But you know what? That sign does not make any noise. It takes you. It takes me. When I think of his goodness, my very soul cries out. Hallelujah. At home, you can join in with us. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. Amen. Trying to get the organ to sound and trying to get the guitar to sound, but if that guitar was just sitting on its stand, it just, it would look nice. Yeah, it would look nice, but it won't make any noise. It takes a brother, it takes a sister, it takes you and me. So I thank God that we are gathered together in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Where there are two or three gathered in my name, Jesus said, there shall I be in their midst. So I thank God today as we do what the Bible says, as we do what God wants us to do, then God says, or rather God does what he said he'll do. Praise God. And this is the message that we're going to get into in a few minutes. Praise God. I delight to do thy will. Praise God. And when we find out, amen, I thank God today. When we find out what it is that God wants us to do, praise God, that we are well equipped and we have everything that we need, praise God, to do the will of God, to do those things which are pleasing in his sight. We're going to read some scriptures, so stick This is a stick with us. This is a live stream from the House of God here in Montreal. My name is Lincoln. Thank you so much for joining with us. I thank God that you're taking time out of your busy schedule or busy life, praise God. But you know what? It's necessary. It's needful, is the King James Bible word. Hallelujah. To sit at the feet of Jesus and to receive what, thus saith the Lord, what God has for you and I today. I'm going to read, before we go any further, I'm going to read in Psalm 63 at the beginning of the chapter. It says, O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a day, rather in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Kind of sounds like 2022. Hallelujah. But I thank God that we have come to a place when I pray, I'm going to say, give us this day our daily bread and God will give us 
this day, right now. Praise God. Drop down to verse 4, Psalm 63. Thus will I bless thee while I live. That's a chorus that we sing sometimes, but there it is from the Psalm 63 in the fourth verse. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Praise God. As we get ready to pray, I thank God that we have the recognition and we do realize and maybe it may be um, a little easier for us because we're in a church the walls have the scriptures written on it we're, we're in a, a setting that's conducive to praise and conducive to worship and I know it may be a little more difficult in your house or in your living rooms or in your kitchens where you're, you're at right now the weather is warm maybe you're sitting around a campfire or you're out on the greens I don't know, wherever you are, you're driving, you're listening to this broadcast on our radio station, or if you're listening to this live on YouTube or our Facebook uh, page, or on godly.tv, welcome, I welcome all of you, and whatever it is, put aside what you're doing for the next few minutes, what God has for us today is going to be a blessing, it's going to be anointed, and it's going to encourage us as we press toward the mark, Hallelujah. as we run with patience. Hallelujah. As we endure unto the end, praise God. Three separate verses, but this is kind of what our long-term vision is, praise God. And I thank God that we are not going to be weary when it comes time to run, when it comes time to walk. Hallelujah. We're not going to be we're, we're going to have our strength renewed. Praise God. We're not going to run out of strength or run out of power or run out of gas. Or if you're driving an electric vehicle, you're not going to run out of current, run out of battery power. Praise God. Amen. Thank God today. Praise God. And when, when we get into the scriptures, since I'm using fleshly or earthly analogies when we get into the scriptures. This is not regular. This is not medium. This is premium. Praise God. Amen. I thank God we can come into the house of God today and where we, where God, the Spirit of God will spare no cost. Hallelujah. Where the anointing will be upon that message to be delivered to us. Ears will be open. Eyes to hear. Eyes will be open to see. Our hearts will be open to perceive what thus saith the Lord. Praise God. The Bible teaches us, amen, that we need to be in, uh, when the Spirit of God comes to speak unto the churches, the Bible says, hear. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's where it starts. What you and I will hear today. Praise God. So before we do anything else, let's give God the praise and let's give God the glory for the blessing that we have to have come together and that God will honor his saints. God will honor his daughters and his sons today in his presence. Praise God. Our Father which art in heaven, we're glad to be here to lift up a name that is holy, a name that is sanctified. Hallowed be thy name. I thank God that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I thank God today. Praise God for your word. As we go about doing your will, you are faithful. Hallelujah. You've spoken it. You are performing it today. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I thank God today. As we go into the Word of God, Lord, I pray that this Word as seed will find its way into good ground. This is where it will be productive. 
It will not be choked by the cares and pleasures of this world. It's not going to be burnt up or overtaken by the sun or scorched by the heat. It's not going to fall on the wayside. It's not going to be on rocky ground. Lord, I pray for good ground. Everyone listening to me within the sound of my voice today, it's good ground. May they be listening for the first time or 1,000th time later. Good ground in Jesus' name. This is my claim. Praise God. Hallelujah. I pray for my sister. Been in bed for a couple of days, whatever the reasons are. It's time to get up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Be healed. Amen. Receive your deliverance now in Jesus' name. Praise God. Whoever else is looking for whatever your need is in your body, Lord, I pray for it now. In Jesus' name, praise God. Hallelujah. Giving you the praise and the glory, not only as our Savior, but as our healer. By his stripes, we are healed. The chastisement, as her sister was singing, I know it was the blood. The blood which was shed became the atonement for our sin. It washed us. I thank God today that Jesus Christ is not just, not just Lord, not just Savior. He's Redeemer. Hallelujah. Praise God. A price that we could not pay, a debt that we owed. We couldn't get out of it, but by the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord. And I thank God for it today. Hallelujah. You were chastised, amen, that we may have peace. You were bruised, amen, because of our iniquities. You were wounded because of our transgressions, Lord, and I thank God, amen, the work which Jesus Christ came to do. And as we read today, praise God, we can see that as prophecy went forth, prophecy, prophecy of the Old Testament, 100, 200, over 300 times as the word was, amen, spoken by holy men and holy women of God, inspired of the Holy Ghost. And as we turn the page and as we turn the page into the New Testament, we can see your word coming to pass. Lord, there may be a prophecy or two left behind, but we know that you're not slack concerning your promise. You're not slack concerning your word. You're not slack concerning your prophecy. But in Jesus' name, praise God, your long-suffering and your patience is for that soul that needs to get saved right now. In Jesus' name, that young person that is that has been hesitant, that has been rebelling, that has been neg- neg- neglecting so great a salvation. I thank God today, praise God, that as we hear, amen, the preaching of the word, of God. As the Holy Ghost anoints this message today, it's unto the saving of souls, Lord. I give you the praise and the glory once again for this technology that we do have in Jesus' name. Praise God. To enter into the houses, into the homes of our friends, of our brothers and sisters, Lord, I thank God for that blessing. In return, they send in their tithes and their offerings, Lord, as we serve God this way and we serve God with our offerings, our testimonies, the the, the handing out flyers, testifying to people, the Bibles which were given, that woman who came to get two Bibles a few minutes ago, Lord, I pray that she realizes what's in her hand is life. Hallelujah. She has received life. Praise God for the word of God. Lord, I thank God for the blessings that we do have today, daily loading us with benefits. I thank God we bless the Lord. We bless you who is doing this. In Jesus' name, praise God. Anoint the word of God. Anoint this servant, amen, with strength for the next uh, few minutes to bring forth the word of God with power, with authority, and not, not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, uh, announcing the kingdom of God and denouncing the works and the wiles of the devil. For in Jesus' name, we have the power. Praise God. We are more than conquerors in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I thank God today. It doesn't matter what the weapon, the, what weapon is being formed. It shall not prosper. It doesn't matter what the tongues are saying, Lord. They are defeated. And I thank God today, praise God. It's not the counsel of our neighbors. It's not the counsel of men and women. It is the counsel of God today, praise God, that we stand on. I thank God today, praise God, for your word. 
Hallelujah. Heaven and earth shall pass, but your word shall not pass today. And I thank God today, praise God, that we're going to hang on to it as we receive it. We're going to hang on to it. Praise God. We're not going to let it go. In Jesus' name, praise God. Lord, I give you the praise and the glory for this. In Jesus' name, I pray. Praise God. Bless my brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, praise God for the word which we are about to hear. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. At home you say amen if you agree with what I've said. Praise God. Give God the praise and give God the glory. Give God the honor. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know I don't really hear you, but amen. By faith in the spirit, I just can't hear your worship. Can't hear your pray your thankfulness. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm thankful, thankful, thankful. Amen. All the days of my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Praise God. Another 15 seconds. The, the David said, he said, I will bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. That's what David said. Praise God. So don't look, say, well, you know, I ate too much for supper. For those of you who are a little further east, supper time's over. And I, oh, he's trying to figure out. Amen. Don't give God leftovers. Give God of your first fruits today. Praise God. Hallelujah. And thank God for it. Praise God. Whatever it is. If you're praying for your cousin, if you're praying for your nephew, if you're praying for your niece, your daughter, your granddaughter, you're praying for your job, you're praying for your work, you're praying for your company, your contracts, in Jesus' name, I thank God today, praise God. Hallelujah. Let, your, let, the, let, the, let the promises of the Lord, praise God, be, be received, amen, receive them into your life and be a partaker, praise God, of what God has for you and I today. Hallelujah. Don't believe the devil. Don't believe anybody else that's saying whatever they, whatever they're whatever they just feel like saying. Let the word of God have preeminence in your life today. Praise God from this day forward. Hallelujah. Praise God. Someone say right now, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, not yet seen. I thank God today, praise God, for the faith which cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For without faith it is impossible to please God, but as many as receive him, and I thank God today, praise God, that we have received him. As many as believe that he is able, I thank God today, hallelujah, that we are partakers. Praise his holy name. Partakers, praise God of the blessing of God. God. Hallelujah. Come and dine. The master calleth. Come and dine. The table is not bare today. Thank God for what he has spread before us. Thank God for that table in the presence of your enemies or in the presence of your friends. Praise God. Your brothers and sisters. Pray. Hallelujah. I thank God, amen, that we can, there is a substance that we can be a partaker of. Amen. That manna which cometh, that bread from heaven, that bed from above. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give God praise and give God the honor. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say his name again. Amen. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Counselor. Mighty God. Hallelujah. Prince of Peace. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Thank God for his word. Praise his holy name. Thankful all the days. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise his holy name. Find a place. You may be comfortably seated and find a place with the word of God in your hands. That's where it belongs. That's where it starts. As you read it, hallelujah, through your eyes, as you hear it through your ears, it's going to end up on the inside. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's where it is needed. That is where it is required. And I thank God today. Praise God that we can be a people as such. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. Thank you so much for playing, my brother and sister. Praise God at home. If you did clap, I trust if you did sing, I trust, praise God, that this, this time in the Lord was a blessing to you. Praise God. I got a few scriptures that I definitely want to get through today, so we're going to get into the word of God. This is part two of ministry and mercy which we read from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in the first verse. We're going to go back in that chapter. We're going to read the second verse this time around. As a subtitle this week, I wrote Manifestation of the Truth. Praise God. We've read through the, some of these scriptures through a, in our French service a few minutes ago. We just finished around 30 minutes ago or 40 minutes ago. I guess we finished. And... Um, 45 minutes ago, and then we, 10 minutes later, the English uh, music was starting and such, and I thank God for that blessing. Subtitle's a little different in English because we don't use the word, uh, in French, it used the word, we published the truth, uh, which is all right. It's all right to say something, but I just love my King James translation where it says, the manifestation of the truth. So I'm not just not saying it, we're living this thing. Hallelujah, we're doing it. Even something that will manifest itself, it's not, just, it's not only something that apparates or something that you see, praise God, but it's something that takes place. And I thank God today as we look at the will of God, amen, it is the will of God which has been put into place, which is, which is clearly outlined when you read the Bible. I'll be reading from a King James, and I'm going to start reading from the book of Lamentations so you can find that. Um, right after the book of Jeremiah, somewhere a little bit past the center of your Bible. And we're going to read what the prophet wrote to us. I'm going to read three verses from the third chapter, and we're going to find out today. There's a couple of things that we're going to look at. One, in the will of God, and you need, you need the Bible to understand and to know what the will of God is. And you also need the, um, to bear fruit. See, last week, we looked at Genesis chapter 1 and the 11th verse where it's where God brought creation into existence. And if you read uh, what verse 11 says in Genesis chapter 1, we can, we can start there just as a little bit of a refresher. And the 11th verse, it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit, after his kind. Hallelujah. Now the Bible, if you jump into the New Testament in the last chapter of Hebrews, it says the fruit of your lips, the fruit of your lips, see we bear fruit as well. After 
And if I, if I put these two scriptures together where it says, after his kind, we need to understand and have the realization that we are not to, I'm not going to allow another kind in my life another species, another word, another spirit into my life. If I'm going to mount up as eagles, I'm not going to hang around with the pigeons. I'm not going to hang around with the chickens. That we read in Isaiah chapter 40. So when you mingle with the chickens or you mingle with another kind, you get messed up and you get mixed up. If you remember, amen, that teaching, praise God. And I thank God today this is what happened to Eve. Another kind came into the garden, and she got messed up, and she went back home, and she repeated to her husband, Adam, what she had heard. That's not good. She talked about another kind of doctrine. Amen. She heard something, and she went rather to repeat what thus saith God. She repeated what Buddy Boy certain serp, uh, sorry, Buddy Boy the serpent had to say. What Lucifer came up with, this is what she began to repeat, and it was all downhill from there. It was all, it was all being cursed from there. And I, this, we need to avoid this today. Why is it that we think that we need to repeat, oh, you should have heard what I heard today? No. First of all, you shouldn't have heard what you heard today and stop repeating what you shouldn't have heard today. Amen. I don't read. I refer often to Matthew chapter 4, but I don't read anywhere where Jesus, after he confronted the devil face to face, where Jesus went to Peter or to John or to Matthew, or even Jesus went to his mother and said, oh man, you should have heard what the devil told me today. Wish you would have been there and seen that. You know, I did this motion because people called today. They don't knock on your doorbell all the time, but they'll call you and say something, or they'll send you an email. Should have heard what I heard in the grapevine. Just stop dealing with the grapevine. Amen. This is what you need, you and I need to be hearing. It's what thus saith the Lord today. Hallelujah. So I don't know if Jesus went around repeating, this is what the devil said, this is how the devil tried to get me. Because we have people today that have, they're spending their time and their energy and their, their, their resources trying to, and, and they're, working, they're working with the spirit of the devil because they are devouring or they are destroying or destructive or divisive or, divisive or divisive in what they're saying or in what they're doing. And this is not good. We, I, I'm here to protect my soul because my soul is an eternal resource. Amen. So what my fruit of the lips, if, if my lips have the power of death or in life, well, I'm going to use, amen, if I have that choice, I'm going to use my lips, I'm going to use my tongue to speak life. I'm not going to repeat what the killer is talking about. Amen. The giver of life, his name is? See, Jesus introduced the enemy. Jesus introduced our adversary, our, our adversary, and he said, he has come into the world to kill, to destroy. What's the third one? Kill, destroy, and devour. Thank you. Amen. He has come into this world. To, this is the introduction that the devil received from Jesus. Does Jesus speak truth? Yes, he does. So that's who the enemy is. But Jesus, at the same time, he says, I have come that you may have life. Someone say life. Hallelujah. So I thank God for life, 
which we have received today, and it's important that we go about speaking life, bearing fruit, life, so that the people around us, we're surrounded by darkness, we're surrounded by whoever, you know, neighbors, friends, family, at work, at school, young people listening to me, that they will be able to see or get a glimpse of godly fruit, and godly fruit will speak godly words, will be, it will produce godliness, Amen. Another scripture comes to mind, which is profitable unto, remember that scripture? Unto all things. Amen. Not one or two things, all things. Lamentations. I'm going to read three verses from chapter three. Praise his holy name. So I think I gave you enough time to find the book of Lamentations. I'm going to read from the third chapter. Hallelujah. The Lord, at verse 24, 25, and 26. The Lord is my portion. This is what my soul says. Hallelujah. You reading with me? The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. I wonder what your soul is up to and, out, up to and about saying. As I said... There's all kinds of things. We can read headlines. We can hear some, you know, something come through the grapevine. If it's not good, if it, if, it, if it doesn't edify, if it doesn't exhort, if it doesn't comfort, put it under your feet. Amen. That's what the Bible says. What do you do with things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God? Hallelujah. We do away with them. Amen. We don't, amen, we don't. My portion, listen, what Lamentations is saying. And this is what the, as I wrote in, in, a, in my main title, Ministry and Mercy, when I speak of what we have received, it changes our mind, it changes our heart, it changes our thought, it changes our attitude, never mind just our thoughts. It changes our attitude towards our friends, towards our neighbors, towards our brothers, towards our sister. It'll change your attitude towards the dog, to the pet goldfish, if you would. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. Remember what we read in the last verse in Isaiah chapter 40. But they that wait upon the Lord. Not everyone, it's they that wait. As we read the Lamentations, these are two different men, two different prophets, two different men of God, but it is the same spirit. And as we read Isaiah, as we read the Lamentations, which is the... Lamentations or the lamenting of the prophet Jeremiah, and for good reason. But in the third chapter, in the 25th verse, it says, The Lord is good unto them that wait. Is there a condition? Yes, there is. Well, in Sunday school this morning, they said that God's not conditional. Well, learn to read. Because if God was unconditional, then it would be the Lord is good unto everybody. 
Amen. But it's not everybody that gets the goodness of God. It's available for you. But to get it, you have to wait. You have to put your confidence in God. You have to put your reliance in God. You have to put your dependence in God. You have to read the word of God and find out what God wants you to do and say and what his will is so that you can do his will. And I'm leading up to these scriptures. But right now I'm reading in Lamentations 3, verse 25. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. When I came out, I read from Psalm 63. This is my soul longeth. In French, it translated, my soul is seeking you. It's looking for you. Hallelujah. It's not everybody that is looking for God today in the society that we live in, in this culture which is uh, carnal in pretty well every aspect. They are presenting this word they are their reflections on God are not good I'm just trying to may as well put it out bluntly it's just not good it's not godly it's not truthfully my portion uh, it doesn't matter what portion I don't care what portion you want you can eat whatever you want you can do whatever you want. You can do it all day long. Just let me live and let me serve. As for me and my house, amen. Allow me and give me, the, the, give me my rights so that I can serve God, so that I can sing, so that we can have communion, so that we can shake a hand, so that we can lay hands on the sick, as the Bible says, so that they may recover. And I thank God today, praise God, that the authority which I have received, my portion cometh from the Lord. Amen. Are you reading this with me? In Lamentations chapter 3. The Lord is my portion. This is what my soul says. Hallelujah. Be careful, amen, of the fruit of your lips. We may need to analyze. When you go to the store, you pick up the watermelon and you knock on it and see if it sounds hollow, if it seems it's got some sound to it. You'll pick up a... a uh, an apple and, or a peach, you pick up a peach and squeeze it. It's got a little give to it. Then you smell it. Does it smell like a peach? Well, time to analyze the fruit coming out of your mouth. Amen. Does it smell like an odor of a sweet smell, a sweet savor unto God that will be accepted as a sacrifice acceptable unto God? Or does it smell like something old and rotten that was picked off the tree green and that ripened in the back of a truck while it was being shipped 2,000 kilometers to where it ends up in your plate? Hey, man. My brother, how does your garden grow? Hallelujah. Praise God. The winds yesterday, I'm saying, oh, no, my brother. Praise God. Working hard to keep my sister as well. Amen, Sister Helen. How does your garden grow? Praise God. My brother, Ron. Hallelujah. How does your garden grow? Who else has gardens? Amen. Jessica and Jackie, you're, you have a garden and you have greenhouse. Amen. How does your garden grow? Hallelujah. Amen. Sister Pauline, they have no backyard. When you visit Sister Pauline in Regina, the whole backyard is potatoes and tomatoes and, and, uh, and carrots and all kinds of things. The entire backyard is a garden. Hallelujah. Yolound, yes. Thank you, my brother. Yolound. So you've tasted of Yolounds? Amen. No? Okay. 
Praise God. You need to ask Yolound for some of that garlic. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Yolound. All these people that work hard. Amen. Lori came home this week. My wife came home this week with a little pot. It's like two inches square. And it's like one thing sticking up. She goes, I bought a cucumber. And I'm looking at this thing. I don't see no cucumber. And she says, well, we have to plant that. And I was like, all the best to you. We have to take time. I said, go, there's some dirt in the back. Just go and see what happens. Amen. It takes time and it takes effort. The same thing, amen, today, it takes time. And it, good ground produces good root. A good root will produce good fruit. Amen. It's got to be good. Hallelujah. So when we analyze, as I said, going back to the fruit of our lips, my portion is of the Lord. Saith my soul, saith my spirit, saith what is in me. Therefore, I hope in him. I'm reading from Lamentations chapter 3, verse 25. It says, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man or a woman should both hope and wait. Hallelujah. Hope and quietly wait. What are the two things? Hope and wait. I hope and wait because I am expecting from God. Amen. Hallelujah. And I know that God who is faithful, God will deliver upon his word. And we have the blessing. We become partakers of the blessing. Praise God. But what's more important if I finish this verse? 26 Lamentations 3. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. What, is, what are we depending on today when it comes to what is in your hands, what we're reading right now? Amen? Directly from the Word of God, we can see what God has, that the, what the intentions of God is for you and I. Remember what we read last week in Isaiah chapter 40? Um, let's go back and read that last verse, but verse 28, it says, it's talking about the knowledge. What do you know? It says, hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? Amen. What, what's whispering? Who's got your ear? What are they saying that is nothing but dissuasion? Rather than persuasion. I'm here today to persuade you, amen, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. The devil comes along and he tries to point, he's negative, and he tries to point out all the negative things in your life. Amen. There is one, I mentioned this last week, there's one negative thing in the garden. Don't touch that one tree. I don't know how many other bushes there were and trees and branches and fruit of all kinds. It was all there in the garden, but God says, you know what? Just don't touch that one particular tree. That's all the devil had to work with, but you know what? It was enough for the devil to work with that one aspect of obedience that became the aspect of disobedience because the devil came and he entered in, he came, became involved in the life of Adam and Eve. He became involved as another kind. I want you to get this picture, as another kind. God says the fruit, an apple seed will produce an apple. But if it's another kind that gets involved, you got bad fruit. Amen? Had Eve, had Eve gone back to the source and said, God, what did you really say? Just refresh my mind. There wouldn't have been a mixing up or a mingling of another kind. Because Lucifer was another kind. 
God is light. Lucifer is darkness. Amen. You say, what kind is another kind? It's the opposite kind is what he is. And when he showed up, Eve was dealing with the opposite of what God. God says, don't touch. They touched. Sin entered the world. But what did Eve take home? Eve took home another doctrine, another kind. The last verse in Isaiah chapter 40 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And the reason why this is written to you and I, just in case you weren't quite aware, is was not so that you can play 18, what is it, things of golf? Rounds? I don't know. I don't think you know either. I don't know. It's not so that you can go out and play something of tennis? Birdies? Hey, we're talking about birdies. Birdies is golf, right? Talking about eagles. As you can see, I'm just trying to figure out. I want you to get Some people want their health so they can go about their own pleasure. They can go about having, having their own, you know, uh, leisure time. There's the word I used in French. Having their own leisure time, and they want to be healthy, and they want to be all, you know, peaky and cheeky and peachy and whatever else the words are. They want everything just to go smoothly. And then when it comes time to serve God, God gets leftovers. Uh-oh. Amen? And the Bible doesn't talk about bringing your leftovers to God. The Bible says on the first day of the week, what do you bring? Your first fruits. Not your last fruits. Not your second fruits. Not your third fruits. God wants your first fruits. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, that's why we need to be encouraged. This is why I'm reading this scripture saying, when it comes time to serve God... We're not going to faint. Hallelujah. When it comes time to serve God, we're not going to grow weary. Amen. When it comes time to do in the will of God, we're not going to run out of steam, if you would. When it comes time to serve God, we're not going to run out of resources. We're not going to run out of tithes. We're not going to run out of offerings. We're not going to run out of words to say. Amen. This is what we just read. Just like God. We looked at this last week. If you missed the teaching last week, there's, there's going to be links where you can go and listen to it. But this week, I want to move along. Not weary. Like I said, it's not to, not to go out and, and putt or bat or throw or jump. Or, it's to do what God wants you to do. Hallelujah. I'm going to get to this. Thank you for your patience. Psalm chapter 45. I'm going to read one verse before we go back into the New Testament. You can help me evangelize. Just share this link. Give it a thumbs up. Praise God so people can be blessed. Your friends and family can be blessed. In Psalm chapter 45, verse 7, Thou lovest righteousness, and hateth wickedness. Therefore God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above, someone say above, thy fellows. 
See, we have something extra. His name is? We have something that the world can't give and the world can't take away. His name is? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. His name is? More power to you. His name is? Hallelujah. Trust you getting the... Hallelujah. The picture. Have an understanding. Hallelujah. It's not because of what your uncle died from. And it's not because of what, I mean, this has nothing to do. Jesus Christ, who came into this world to accomplish the will of his Father, and as we, as we look at this, Jesus Christ, who, came, who went into the grave, did not stay in the grave. Amen. See, Jesus Christ brought resurrection proof even before he died. He told the people, I am resurrection. Well, had you been here? No, I am resurrection. Someone say, I am. I serve, I am. Amen. Hallelujah. Not had you been here four days ago. Someone say, I am. So Jesus Christ, before it came down to his life, he said, Lazarus, wake up. Come on. Come on out. Why? Because I am the resurrection. So he proved it. But it's one thing to say something. It's another thing to do it. So Jesus could say resurrection, and there was. He, interrupt, he interrupted a funeral procession. They were lamenting and crying, and they went to bury somebody who was too young to die. And Jesus took them by the hand and says, get up, buddy. Why? Because I am the resurrection. And he was able to speak word, and he was able to make a difference. Speak words of life, and there was life. Jesus is life. Hallelujah. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Praise God for who he is. I am. Someone say, I am. Praise God. Now it comes down to it when the resurrection took his life. He says, I lay down my life, but I have power to lift it up again. Hallelujah. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. They took him off the cross where he drew his last breath. He exhaled his last breath, if you would. They laid him in a grave, but he didn't stay in the grave. Resurrection got up and got out. Hallelujah. Praise God. At home, I trust you're rejoicing. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Resurrection got up and got out and walked out from the tomb. And when folks came looking for the dead amongst the dead, that's all there was to be found in the graveyard. The angel says, hang on, you're looking for Jesus. You're not looking for somebody dead. You're looking for somebody living. So why search ye the living amongst the dead? Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is not dead. Sorry for Muhammad. He didn't live very long. And Buddha and the Dalai Lama. And whoever else, Mary Baker Eddy, Joseph Smith, Ron Hubbard, all kinds of names. They're all not around anymore. But Jesus Christ is not dead, but he is alive. Someone say, he lives. He lives in me. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. His name is above. Praise God. Mount up as eagles. How do, you get, how do you get the above part of it? You need the wings of an eagle to mount up. Praise God. Couldn't make that connection in French, but you can connect it in English. You've got to love the King James. 
Hallelujah. When it says to mount up with wings as eagles, praise God, the blessing, the anointing which I have, I get it above. Hallelujah. Those that are just seeking death and walking in the darkness and just mining whatever, you know, whatever they're mining in, the, in this world today, listening to whatever they're hearing and repeating what they're hearing. My portion is of the Lord. My soul will say, I will testify. I will stand, amen, in the congregation of my brothers and sisters. I will stand before whoever I need to stand before. before. Even those three Hebrew men, when they stood before the king, they said, no, our knees don't bow to a dead statue, deaf and dumb. Our knees won't bow. And the king says, make the furnace hotter. That's not going to change anything. Well, let's make it hotter some more. And it got so hot that the men going about the king's business couldn't survive the heat. But God's children were able to walk around in the fire, and they were not alone. Hallelujah. Because they decided that their portion was going to be with God. Their deliverance was going to be with God and from God, and it didn't matter what was thrown at them. It doesn't matter what the weapon that was being formed and that was heating up and that was overheating. It did not prosper against the children of God. It did not prosper against those who stood before the king and says, well, no, no, it's God and only God and nobody else but God in our life. My portion is of the Lord. Hallelujah. I wonder who's confessing that today. Blessed be his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We're going into the New Testament. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's one thing to read it, but when we get, come together into the house of God and we have to, and, and we leave, you know, the assembly, if you would. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We read verse 1 last week. This week we're going to read verse 2. Hallelujah. I'm going to read verse 1 anyways, but... If you heard the preaching last week, we already read verse 1. I'm going to spend some time in the second verse. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. It's time to read. Hallelujah. My soul says, amen, my soul saith, the Lord is my portion. What are you saying today? What are you repeating? Amen. Talk about hell, you'll get demons. Amen. You talk about, amen, the scandals and whatever else, that's the kind of spirits that will be collecting around you. And then you have to deal with something that you didn't have to deal with at all. Amen. Last week I said we're going to learn the language for two weeks. We are going to learn this language. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No matter what it is that comes against us. If the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwelleth in you, hallelujah, it shall also quicken your mortal body. Verse 11, Romans 8. Praise God. There is a quickening that has taken place that changes my, like I said, my attitude, changes your personality. In Romans chapter 6, if you read the first half of that chapter, the first 14 verses, a little more than half, there's 23 verses in that chapter, Romans 6. 
And if you read 1 through 14, I mean, read the whole chapter for what it's worth, but if, you get, if you're limited in time, God forbid, but read 1 through 14. That chapter changes lives. And it talks about the newness of life that takes place. If any man be in Christ, they are a new creature. It is no longer sin that reigns in my body. It's no longer sin that has dominion. Power, amen, the power of sin has been replaced because grace, hallelujah, mercy, having this ministry, read with me, 2 Corinthians, therefore seeing we, someone say we, amen, if you want to get a little more personal, say me, amen, therefore seeing we have, like I said, you want to make it personal, remember when you were a little kid growing up, me have, Amen. Before you learn the right prepositions, is it? I. Me have this ministry. Amen. I don't care if you say I or me, as long as you know who we're talking about. Amen. Just trying to make it a little easier. Therefore, seeing we, someone say we, someone else say me, have this ministry as we, someone say me. Amen. That's me. Amen. As we have received. Amen. What have you received? Mercy. That's why my title is Ministry and Mercy. And my subtitle is Manifestation of the Truth. And we're going to get there. Mani the, that the truth be manifested. This is the will of God. Truth will be in manifestation. Not bad fruit, but truth. Some would say truth. Man, we're getting there. Thank you for your patience. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Someone say, me, faint not. I know teachers, I know there's some teachers listening, and you have tutors, you have your business, and we're praying tutors and all that, and you're saying, man, this is some bad English. I hope my students aren't, you know, my English. Me, I just want you to know that this belongs to you today. Praise God. This confession becomes your confession. This becomes the way you talk. My soul says, the, my portion is of the Lord. I belong to the Lord. I want to receive what the Lord has for me. Get out of my way, devil. Get out of my way, Satan. Get out of my way, anything that is negative. Get out of my way, anything that will influence me to the point where I begin to lose what God has in store for me. Amen. God is faithful to his word. The only thing that limits God is his people. Otherwise, God has no limitation. And I thank God when we take the limits up off God. Amen. God is there. Amen. To pour out a blessing that there's not enough room to receive it. God says, when I open up the windows of heaven. Hallelujah. This is the God we serve today. This is the blessing, praise God, that, it, that belongs to his children, that belongs to you and I, serving God. Hallelujah. Having our confidence in God, those that wait upon him, therefore seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. But, verse 2, and this is where, I want you to read with me, verse 2. This is where we need the courage. Because if we read verse 2, some of you, you might faint. You might get weary, say, oh, well. After all, you, you, go, you, go, you sit in some teachings or some Sunday schools or some churches, and they, and they get you weary. So it can't be done. My portion is of the Lord. 
Amen. But verse 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2. But have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Who's, who's this? Still me. Still me? Yep, someone say me. Me have announced the hidden things we have of dishonesty. We're not walking in craftiness or with wiles or subtleties, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by, this is where I got my subtitle from, manifestation of the truth. Oh, the truth is not just in you. You're not just one of those silent Christians I've heard people say about. Amen. Incognito, flying under the radar. There's people who think they're living like this. If truth is in you, it's going to manifest. Amen. It's not going to manifest in corruption, perversion, addiction, lying, cheating, deceitfulness, craftiness, adultery, fornication. What else? The list just keeps lying, cheating, whatever. The list just keeps going on and on and on. There's a long list. Gambling, playing numbers. I'm reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 2. And people sit there and say, those are my lucky numbers this week. Two, two, one, four. I'm going to go gamble on the lottery with the numbers that the pastor was reading all about. Amen. Some of you may be laughing, but it's true. There's people that will, that have walked out of, and I know people that, oh, them, the pastor was preaching those numbers, them lucky numbers. My portion is of the Lord. Nothing deceitful, no ill-gotten gain, nothing that is craftiness. Amen. This is, this is the way, who operates like this? Don't say your neighbor. It's the devil. Amen. I'm not pointing at anybody. Oh, crafty and deceitful sounds like our prime minister. Uh-oh. Amen. Today I'm not preaching on the prime minister or the president. They had their own problems. Today I'm talking, I'm exposing the devil so that we know the wiles and that we are able to quench his fiery darts. Amen. Of the devil, because he's crafty. Going about seeking whom he may devour. Well, you can't devour me. My portion is of the Lord. Hallelujah. And this is how, this is what I, seeing that we have this ministry and we have received mercy, we faint not. That means that we are able, amen, to renounce the hidden things. I've got power to renounce hidden things. I'm not going to faint. I'm not going to faint trying to stay out of darkness. I'm not going to faint trying to stay out of sin. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to run out. Amen. This is how it's presented today. Think, oh, well, these are habits that you have to break, or I'll give you seven steps, or you have to take some steps. If, it's, if, it's, if it creates good in someone's life, I'm all for it. But deliverance comes from Jesus Christ, and it's a one-step method. Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. I don't have two steps, five steps, seven steps. I've got one step, and his name is Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's all been said, and it's all been done. 
All you need to do, amen, is Jesus Christ to confess what is going to be good fruit, to confess what is going to be acceptable unto God, to confess what is going to be received from God, to confess what thus saith the Lord. In a few minutes, I'm going to, as we keep reading, I'm going to look at what Jesus confessed. And I asked the French people a few minutes ago, I said, now, if Jesus confessed this, you think it would be a pretty good idea to confess what Jesus confessed. Hallelujah. We're going to get there, so thank you for your patience. Praise God. But still, let me finish verse 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in the second verse. We faint not. That was a good place to end last week, but this week we're taking, taking it a little further. It's the next verse. Hallelujah. I am not slack. Amen. I'm not going to shun the whole counsel of God. Praise God. So we continue. Verse 2, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, second verse. We have announced, we have, sorry, we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, and we faint not. That means we keep doing it. We're not walking in craftiness, and we faint not. means we keep doing it. Not just because it's Sunday. Not just because somebody's looking. Not just because it's that time of the year. You put on some nice clothes, and you do your hair with curlers and combs and whatever else, and you make it all, you know, stand up or stand down. Or you, when it's straight, you curl it. When you curl, and, and if it's curly, you straighten it. So whatever. And he sit there because there's people watching you. That, no, that, that's not, this is not what this is all about. Manifestation of the truth is because the truth is in you. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 is because that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead is in you. The manifestation that, will, that, you, that you will see, the manifestation that will, that the, the, of, of, the, of your fruit or the manifestation that your fellow man will see, that the, the testimony that your life will become is what thus saith the Lord, is from that spirit that is in you. Hallelujah. Amen. Because we all do that. We come certain days and we dress up really nice because there's people going to be looking. You have to be presentable. You go to work. You can't go to work in your pajamas. You go to work in whatever work clothes, your uniforms or whatever you work in. Otherwise, it's not, otherwise you're going to run into trouble. Amen? Same thing with God. We, there's a manifestation that's going to take place as we read in the second verse, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifesting the truth. Someone say manifest. Hallelujah. In French, the way it was translated was published. We published the truth. Eh, that's like almost there. This is, we're going to manifest it. We're going to produce it. Hallelujah. I know a manifestation, as I mentioned, it's an apparition. It's something that we can see. But when something manifests itself, it's the real deal. Amen. It's not just something that is being said. It is something that is being done. And this is where we're going to take this a little further in a, minute, in a moment or two. Praise God. We're going to go in. Let's go, well, let's do it now. Let's not wait. In the book of Psalm, and we're, getting to under, we're going to get to understand amen, who we are in Christ. Hallelujah. The glory which God will receive because of the truth which is being manifested in you and I. Hallelujah. Someone say thank you, Jesus.
praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to go into the Old Testament. Oh, you know what? Before, sorry, before we go into the Old Testament, I want to jump back in to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10, because there's a second verse. I know we read this last week in closing. So do Ephesians, find Ephesians. One in the 10th verse. Because I'm going to add a second verse to it a few pages away. In Christ, God needs to be glorified. Manifestation of the truth. I'm going to live like God wants us to live. Hallelujah. I'm not defeated. Praise his holy name. Ephesians 1 and the 10th verse says that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one, and this is, I believe, the four words that I emphasized last week, all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, which are on earth, even in him. Those last three words, very important. Even in him, things will be gathered. When the dispensation or the dispensation of the fullness of times. God's time. Someone say God's time. Galatians chapter 4 and the fourth verse. But when the fullness of the time was come, God sent. I'm using these two scriptures this week, amen, to show or to lay down a foundation. This is God's way. This is God's will. This is God's time. This is God's place. God is God, and there is none other beside him. Amen. It doesn't matter to me who you think you are. God is God. Hallelujah. And I thank God. Amen. That my mind is made up. Hallelujah. And some species, if another kind comes and talks to me with another spirit, with another language, with another look, with another disregard, with division, my mind is made up. I'm standing on a rock and I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. Are you with me today? Amen. Paul says, I'm going to do everything I need to do so that after I preach this gospel all these years that I myself will not lose what God has given me. That I myself will not end up in the sin and the transgressions of this world. Hallelujah. I'm trying to think of the word, in, and I'm not getting, I'm missing a word. If so, cast away. That, that I myself may not be cast away. Amen. So all you believers in eternal salvation, that just went out the window. I didn't put it out the window. I'm quoting scripture. That'll show up. Somebody can find it, put it in. It's, I think it's Paul writing to Corinthians. That he says, that I myself not be a castaway. So you can have whatever denomination, and I, I can name it if you want to, but I don't have to. Whatever denomination saying, oh, once saved, always saved. Eternal salvation. Well, somehow Paul has scripture that kind of does away with that doctrine. It's a bad doctrine. It's a bad way to believe and a bad way to live. Sin will take you to hell. Disobedience will take you out. It will have you removed from the presence of God. So you need to decide today where you want to spend your eternity. 
Make that decision. Because the fullness, even the fullness, when reading in Galatians chapter 4 in the fourth verse, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son. When it was time, God was sitting there saying, my creation is in a mess. You read the last verse of the last chapter, the last page of Malachi, four chapters of that prophet, and then there's a space. God is looking for someone. Can't find anybody. God's sitting there saying, what can I do? I've got to do something. And the Bible says that God, when he did manifest himself in the flesh, there's that word again, God, amen, the manifestation, as he manifested in the flesh, God left his throne in glory. God left where he was. Amen. And he, when God spoke this word, he found favor in a woman who was able to sit there and look at the messenger, God's messenger, and say, let it be according to thy words. Amen. God needed, he, God needs you. God needs I. This is my point. There was four leprous men. They're sitting there saying, we're starving to death. If we go home, well, we're not allowed in the camp of our own people. We're going to die. They're going to just kick us back out. And we're sitting here. And if we stay sitting here, we're just going to die. So why don't we get up and go where there's food? Perchance there be some leftovers. Perchance to be some crumbs that fall off the master's table that we can eat. And these four leprous men, I don't know what they look like. I don't know what they sounded like. But God, amen, began to, a, a work of transformation as he began to approach the camp of the enemy. God was saying, now here's something I can work with. I thank God today, if we are a vessel of honor, if we are a vessel that is sanctified and meet for the master's use, it puts us into a position where not only we are able to do the will of God, but we are able to do those things which are pleasing in his sight. And as I said, God's time, God's place, God's will, God's way. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you, are you getting this picture today? Amen. Galatians 4, verse 4, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son, made, it of, made of a woman under the law, and I'm going to grab verse 5, Galatians 4, probably verses 5 and 6. Let me open up into Galatians. Share this link. Help me preach. To redeem them that were under the law, verse 5, Galatians 4, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And because ye are sons of God, or rather, and because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, my portion is of the Lord. Hallelujah. The manifestation of the truth begins with that spirit that is in you. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead. A spirit that is a, that is a resurrecting spirit. Hallelujah. When we were born in sin, short of the glory of God, we were born in darkness, in sin, and in trouble. This is what reigned in our mortal bodies. But when resurrection came into me, his name is, when resurrection, when life, praise God, not just life, but resurrection, transformation came into me, I can now stand fast in the liberty wherewith Jesus Christ has made me free, and I will not again be entangled with that yoke of bondage. 
since we're reading Galatians, hallelujah, may as well read into the next chapter, praise God, hallelujah, and because ye are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, someone say me, praise God, amen, me having received this ministry, me having received mercy, hallelujah, me, I will not faint when it comes time to fight the devil, when it comes time to defend the truth, when it comes time to stand in the gap, when it comes time to utter and to speak forth what thus saith the Lord, this is what my soul says, because this is what's in me out of the abundance of my heart, so speaketh the mouth. When my heart is filled with the fullness of God, I open up my mouth and it's all, it can only be the fullness of God that comes out. There's no room for the devil. The devil has been displaced. The devil has been rejected. The devil has been resisted and he has Hallelujah. He has taken his leave of absence, if you would. Hallelujah. I think a few minutes ago I mentioned this is what it takes to have your mind made up. Praise God. Fixed and un unmovable. Amen. If you're ambiguous, I know that's not a King James Bible term. I'll get to one. But if you're ambiguous... And you don't know. Like, oh, should I go left or should I maybe go right? Should I maybe stay here or should I maybe go somewhere else? Should I maybe stay home or should I maybe go to the... That's how weak flesh talks and that's how weak flesh thinks. And that's what comes out of the mouth of, a, of weak flesh. Well, I don't know what to do. Amen? ambiguous. James says that man, that person is unstable in all his ways because he's double-minded. Amen. Not my will, but thy will be done. See, there's no place for two wills. Amen. C'est pas de la volonté. Pas mon frère que je prie pour. Amen. There's no place for, there's going to be a conflict, there's going to be a battle that's going to take place. So Jesus Christ renounced, he says, not my will, but he says, thy will be done. Hallelujah. And this leads me up to the book of Psalms. I'm going to read the Old Testament version, and I'm going to read the New Testament version of my preaching today, or of my text today. Psalm chapter 40, the 40th Psalm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Beautiful, hot, balmy day in Montreal. As fast as I, as much as I drink the water, or as fast as I drink it, I sweat it out, so. Time to rehydrate. Psalm 40 and the sixth verse. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened. Burnt offering and sin offering hast thou not required. 
Please read with me Psalm 40, verse 7. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book it is written of me. Someone say of me. Talking about Jesus Christ here. This is prophecy. Because we're reading in Psalm chapter 40. Someone say prophecy. Verse 8. Underline the first half of this verse. I delight to do thy will, O my God. I delight, verse 8. Underline it. Circle it. Put a star on the margin. Put an arrow. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Now that you have it underlined, say it. I delight to do thy will at home. Say it. My God. Or oh my God as it's written. I'm just careful with the way. And when anybody take this one out of context. But I'm reading what's written. Verse 8. I delight. Amen. To do thy will. Oh, my God. Amen. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips. O Lord, thou knowest. My lips are moving. My lips are preaching. My lips are testifying. What's coming out? Let's read it again. I have preached righteousness. And here we go again. You sit there with people saying, well, that can't be done. Well, I don't know where you're getting your report from. But when I read what thus saith the Lord, the Lord has something in store for you and I. It's his goodness. Someone say his goodness. It's his spirit that is in us. We just finished reading in Galatians. He said, you're a son. You have the same spirit that the first man, the second man, Adam, my first son had. Amen. God doesn't respect. He doesn't have a preferred son. We are sons. We have that same spirit. Romans 8 verse 11 again. Hallelujah. We have that same blessing. Amen. Blessed of God. It doesn't matter what weapon is formed. It doesn't matter what they say in judgment. Come against saying all kinds of things. It doesn't make any difference to me because I know who my God is. I know in whom I am persuaded. I know in whom I serve. I know who's faithful. I don't understand people. They use up their resources and they use up their time and all their efforts trying to, def trying to tear down somebody, trying to, not, trying, not trying to proceed or not trying to get better in their life or trying to go after something what God has. No, they can't see. They can't stand someone who's prospering or somebody who's blessed or somebody that has uh, whatever it is, a greater talent. That's what God, Satan, kicked out of heaven. So you need to be careful when you're dealing with spirits like this. This is what the Bible says. Don't covet. 
That means when you want something that somebody else has. That's what that means. And then they come around saying, well, if I can't have it, then they can't have it either. And they come at you and they try to tear you apart and break you down. Hey, man, I don't, and I don't understand this. God who doesn't respect, God who has enough resources for you and I and anybody else uh, that's coming in, that's, that's falling in line and doing what thus saith the Lord, God's not going to run out. God in all his power and all his infinity and all, in all his resources. And I thank God today, this is the God that we serve, that God is able. Praise God. Amen. I want to see my brother blessed. I want to see my brother, my, my sister blessed. Hallelujah. I want them to see, amen, that, 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 that my brother and sister be blessed above what I am blessed with. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you get more blessed, I don't know if this is proper English, but if you get more blessed, I'll catch up. Amen. As I said, God is not going to, God doesn't respect. I have faith. I'm not going to be upset or jealous. I'm going to be happy. Just give me a moment or two to catch up. Praise God. Hallelujah. And you have people today, this is what I don't get. They're not about doing the will of God. God's, what we have, listen, let me read it. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation, verse 9, Psalm 40. Lo, I have not refrained, refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. That means I haven't kept it to myself. I'm not one of, I'm not one of those chameleons, you know, under the radar Christians. I have declared thy faithfulness. Someone say faithfulness. I have declared thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the congregation. Now go back to that last line. I have not concealed. What's the opposite of concealed? Manifest. Amen. Don't look that up in the Oxford. I didn't. All I know biblically, the opposite the dictionary may say otherwise, but my King James Bible says, if it's not concealed, it's manifesting. If it's not hidden, if I'm standing on the rooftop and I'm shouting the name of Jesus Christ and him crucified, I'm not hiding it. It's not under my bed. It's not hidden in the bushel. I have not refrained. I'm not stopped. Hallelujah. That's why we do not faint and why we are not weary. Because we got to run with the message. We got to be running with, the, the, with patience the race that is before us. Amen. Like I said, it's not to go play 18 holes. That's what, 18 rounds? 18, something like that. Amen. If you got the strength to do it or you got the time to do it, well, fine, whatever. But meanwhile, God has given us this authority. God has given us this power. Jesus says, the commission which I'm going to leave with you just before I leave, he says, go ye into all the world and preach my gospel. Amen. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Lay hands on the sick so that they can recover. You'll be casting out devils while you're at it. This is the power that I give unto thee. Hallelujah. I delight. Praise God. Say it with me. I delight. To do thy will, oh my God. Amen. Verse 10. Did I finish verse 10? Well, that's Old Testament. Well, good. Just wait. I'm going to read practically the same thing in the New Testament. 
I finished verse 10. So let's go. Hebrews chapter 10. Hallelujah. I think we're good for time. I wanted maybe a few more scriptures than usual, but I wanted to get, as you can see, we had to read all these scriptures for it to be tied in together. Someone say manifest the truth. Hallelujah. So in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, this is the New Testament account or the New Testament version, if you would, of what we just read. Doing the will of God, God gets glorified. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Keep looking. Keep reading. Hebrews 10, verse 5. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. Someone say, of Jesus Christ. In Psalm 40, of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 10, of Jesus. Amen. Wherever you read, someone say, Jesus. Hallelujah. I come... I'm reading in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7, and I want you to see this. Just for a moment, what's in brackets, just kind of skip over it. So we can get to the point without going through what's in the brackets. I come to do thy will, O God. Say it. I come to do thy will, O God. Now, we can't leave out what's in the brackets. But just so that you know the point at what I'm getting to, I come to do thy will, O God. What's the will of God? Now read in the brackets. In the volume of the book, what's in your hands? Let me get a little more my age. What's in your hands? In the volume of the book, say the book. I know it's the word, but... Amen. In the volume of the book, see, it's kind of in between. He says, I come, someone say, I come. Amen. I delight. Amen. I come. In French, I delight was translated, I want to. So I had the French, and it worked really well in French. I had the French say, I want to, so I come. Praise God. So in English, a little bit of that nuance is missing, but I delight. And I come, praise God, because you want to. Amen. The French is not off. I want to do his will. Amen. That's what it says. I delight. It's a joy when you do the will of God. I delight to do thy will. So, then said I, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. This is what Jesus said. I think it bears repeating. There's fruit that needs to come out of your lips. I want to hear it today. If you're at home, I come, I'm here. There's a reason why I was born. There's a reason why, amen, we're here today. Amen, we're not accidents on the face of this earth. Hallelujah, the will of God, his, dis his dispensation of times, 
his place, you and I, I come to do the will of God. This is ministry. This is God's mercy. Hallelujah. And while we're at it, we don't faint and we don't grow weary. It doesn't matter what the onslaught of the devil is. It doesn't matter what, who, it doesn't matter what people do because they'll just do whatever they're going to do anyways. Hallelujah. But as far as me and my house, as far as what I'm concerned, I am determined. Praise God. Hallelujah. I've made up my mind. I have come. I'm here to do thy will, O God. That's why you need a Bible, because the will of God is written in the volume of the book. Amen. Jesus didn't just make things up as he went along. Oh, maybe I should go to Jerusalem. I don't know. Amen. It was written in the volume of the book. It was clearly outlined. It was clearly spoken. That's why you need a Bible. Amen. That's why we drive around. We have a trailer. We drive around giving Bibles. Because you need what's written here to understand what the will of God is. Take a close look. That's why I insist that the Bible be in your hands. That's why I insist that you read, that you fall in love with the Word of God. Hallelujah. This is how you will receive God's instructions. Amen. It's not so much what I have to say. It's not so much my instructions. The only instruction I have is read. Find out what thus saith the Lord. Get in the Bible. Read. And you know what? You're going to know what to do. Hallelujah. Because of the book. Let's keep reading. It gets interesting. Hebrews chapter 10 in the 8th verse. Above when he said, sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law or because of the law. Then said he, lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. Hallelujah. So I thank God today that going to read something. Don't lose, because I'm not finished reading in this chapter. Or if you want just to listen or make a note of it, the last verse in Romans chapter 5. Because sin is nasty business. So, if I read the last verse in Romans 5, it says, that as sin hath reigned unto death... See, when sin reigns in your body, you die. I preached two months on this. Sin is followed by death. James picked up on this. He says, you get tempted, and then you fall into temptation, and you do those things that the temptation is telling you to do. That temptation becomes sin, and sin, when it's all said and done and over with, you die. Whenever I read the Bible, sin is followed by death. Adam disobeyed. First man, Adam. Because of him, sin entered into this world, and Adam died. I don't know how long Adam and Eve had been living, running around the garden with no problems. I don't know how long God meant for them to live. 
He gave them dominion over all things. Dominion over all the earth. Someone say, no sin. Dominion over all the earth. This is what God gave them until they disobeyed and they lost this dominion. They lost this privilege, if you would. They lost this blessing that they had received from God, their creator. The devil messed them up. Someone say, another kind. I mentioned this last week. The French translation, in another kind, it says, another species. So if you really want to understand another kind, another kind of what? Another species. And that's why I'm saying birds, I mentioned the carnal saying last week, I said birds of a feather flock together. The eagles, they're not flying around with chickens, and chickens can't, well, chickens can't fly with the eagles, and pigeons aren't flying. We need to stick together with the same spirit. I'm not talking about, that we need to go into the world. Jesus, they said, well, what's he doing sitting with sinners? I'm not saying that you avoid, you, you, you crawl into your closet and become a hermit. That's not what I'm saying. I know there's people that will revile against the church and revile against the ministry and revile against what I believe, but they have no doctrine. They just, ah, you're in your, you know, your dumb place or your, your whatever, whatever words or whatever adjectives they want to throw, throw in there, politely or impolitely. I'm not talking about those people. Those are the lost. Those are the people that are hurting, and those are the people that need to get saved. But there's some people, they have a bad doctrine, and when you come up against people with a bad doctrine, you need to be careful. Amen. Jesus called the Pharisees, he said, you vipers. John the Baptist, the same thing. He even called a woman from the outside. He didn't call her a viper. He didn't call her a snake. He called her a dog. I don't know in the animal world or whatever, but in the Bible world, I think a dog is at least one or two up and above the snake, the the serpent, the crawling thing, lost its legs. So she wasn't all that offended. Oh, epic dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall off the master's tail. Oh, great is thy faith, woman. Jesus took a step back. So I want you to have this understanding. It's not, I'm not trying to say that you exile yourself from this world. You flee, amen, youthful lusts, what the Bible says. And you abstain from anything that looks like it's evil. Abstain from all appearance of evil. It's what the Bible says. If it looks like evil, change your direction. Because if it looks like evil, and if it smells like evil, there's a really good chance it's evil. Amen? You want to stay away from that. But there are some people that need help. They need to hear this word. They need to hear this preaching. They need to hear this understanding that you and I have of the scriptures. They need Jesus. What we need to be careful of is the serpents, the Luciferian spirits that come around and say, well, God didn't really mean that. That's the ones. When they come around and say, well, here is, you know, and things, scripture, not things, scriptures are taken out of context and verses are reread, kind of upside down. This is where you need to be careful. Your, unsa- your unsaved neighbor that curses and cheats and does whatever else, or maybe he doesn't do any of that, he's just unsaved. 
them's the ones that we pray for. And, but when they come against my doctrine, when they say my doctrine's no good, that's when I get a little, not a little, that's when I get a whole lot defensive. When they tell me that I don't understand or that I teach wrong or that I preach wrong or and when it comes, you know what it comes down, and it's not so much that. I can be corrected. I've been corrected before, and I appreciate that from my elders in the church. Correction. So I'm not, I'm not going. That's not my point I'm making. When it comes down to it is when they reject what I have received from God. Amen. Righteousness doesn't come from this flesh. Righteousness doesn't come. God's righteousness doesn't come from this religion. God's righteousness doesn't come from... It comes from God. So there's one of the, uh, one of the aspects that I'm mentioning that when they, when they come, against, come against me for what I have received from God. Amen. When they just sit there and say, ah, you and your Bible. They probably never read it. They probably have no idea. It's the ones that sit there and open up to a certain page and flip a verse upside down and read it. Not line upon line, but they read it in some other direction. That's when I become careful. Because at the same time, they're trying, you perceive, you're, you're gonna, you, and I think some of you understand, if not all of you, a little bit of patience as I try to form, form my point. It's the devil trying to rob you from what you have received from God. Well, not everybody gets healed. Well, Jesus made a mistake then. This is not for everybody. That doesn't sound like God. Amen. Well, we're supposed to be, you know, we're not supposed to have these things in our life, or we're not supposed to be happy, we're supposed to be sad, and we're supposed to be all, you know, walking around like, like that monkey chart you had in school. Come from monkeys. The monkey comes out of the water, and then the next monkey, uh, a million years later, and then a million years later, and then a million years later, and then a million years later, they go, oh, homo sapiens. If that's what they want to believe, that's what they want to believe. That's fine. But that's not who I am in Christ. Because this way, God is not receiving the glory I'm going to finish reading Romans 5.11, but I want to, what we just read, I want to reemphasize, I'm just trying to get the word, the second verse. When you manifest the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. And then they show up and saying, can't be done. Then they show up saying, well, after you die. The same spirits that Jesus had to deal with. God has something for you and I, and the devil wants to steal it. He wants to rob it. He wants to take it away. That's why today, if you receive it and you accept it, once you have it, it's too late. When they tell you, you can't get it, I already got it. It's too late when they tell you, you can't live like that. 
I'm already living like this. It's too late when they tell you, you can't believe these things. I already believe it, and God is faithful to his word. Hallelujah. I'll read that last line again. Manifest the truth, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now, if I go back to Romans 5 in the last verse, it says that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign. When grace reigns, what happens? Through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ, our Lord, who is being glorified by Romans 5, the last verse, by Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is being glorified our Father in heaven is being glorified at the same time because Jesus came to do the will of his Father. And I am here today to do the will of? I delight to do thy will. Oh my God. Amen. My God. Hallelujah. Not the Pope. Not some religious icon. But God, in the volume of the book, go back to Hebrews chapter 10. In the volume of the book, that's verse 7, it is written. Someone say, it is written. Jesus said, it's written of me to do thy will, O God. We read verse 8. We read verse 9, Lo, I come to do thy will. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. Now verse 10. Hebrews chapter 10 and the 10th verse. This is where it gets interesting. By the which will, what is the will of God? Well, you got a whole book of God's will right here in your hands. Amen. It's, it's all there. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus. Verse 10. By the which will we are sanctified, sorry, through the offering, there we go. Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. By the which will, read this carefully, when I look at what's underlined in my text. By the which will we are sanctified. Someone say sanctified. Meat for the master's use. A couple of months ago I was teaching where the will of God, knowing that the will of God even is your sanctification. So you really can't get away with, from it. Amen. Amen. The writer in Hebrews, inspired by the Holy Ghost, the will of God, don't be looking to do anything else. 
but those things which are pleasing in God's sight. It takes, I understand that it takes, it takes energy, it takes strength, it takes courage. If, if I'm using these words, I, I don't want to get carnal, but this is why our strength is renewed as the eagle so that we can mount up. And this is why we don't faint and we don't grow weary. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not to go have a good time in the park. It's to do the will of God. By the which will, verse 10, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. I'm going to pray in a few minutes so that you come to a decision today. Someone say today. Come to a decision to say, okay, I'm tired of my sin. I'm tired of my sickness. I'm tired of my so the sorrows. I'm tired of disobedience. I'm tired of darkness. I'm tired of just, I'm tired of being tired. Tired of being sick and tired. Not just tired, you're sick and tired. So you make a decision today saying, I want to do God's will and see how God responds. Amen. Good to see you, my sister Roseanne. Thanks for tuning in. Praying for you and Isaac. Hallelujah. And your mom. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank Sister Christiana. I think you're always listening. We don't see you comment, though, but I think you're, you're always online. Good to have you with us, Sister Christiana. Hallelujah. Your daughter, Roseanne. Grandson, Isaac. Praise God. I'm getting ready to pray. Tom, we make up a decision. I think I've read enough. Well, I've never read enough, but for today, I think there's enough scripture has been read. I'll say, I'll rephrase it that way. Enough scripture has been said that we can understand. We need to find out what the will of God is. And it's in the volume of the book. Hallelujah. We'll say, well, those are prophecies on Jesus Christ. Yeah, well, when I read the book, I see myself in some of these. I mean, I can implement, I can add my name to, to some of these prophecies. Amen. Especially as I said, I read the last verse in Romans chapter 5. Then when you start reading Romans chapter 6. Hallelujah. That's all. That's you and I. Because of Jesus. Someone say because of Jesus. Because Jesus came and he fulfilled the will of God. It's written in the volume of the book. Amen. You need to stay within the volume of the book. Hallelujah. As I said, they come your way. They come my way anyways. Maybe, maybe you're blessed. Maybe it only happens to me. They come my way, and then they tell me, they try to get me to understand this. Or to, in a way that's not how it's written. They try to get me to change my mind on what I have what has made a difference in my life. But I thank God today because of the will of God, because of the mind of God, because of this ministry. I'm going to go back. I'm going to pray in about two minutes. We have this ministry. 
we having received mercy, we faint not. Ministry and mercy. And what's that do in the next verse? Manifestation of the truth. Hallelujah. This is what Godly is all about. If you're listening on Godly.tv, that's why I chose that name. Godly teaching for godly living. Hallelujah. Is that all? No, it's not all. Godliness is profitable in all things. It's another reason why godliness, godly, it's profitable for you and me. Hallelujah. So I said there's scriptures where, and I know it's Christ and him crucified, but there's scriptures that you and I are, we're right smack dab in the middle of it. If the same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, dwell in me, that's scripture, and that's me right there, right in the middle of Romans chapter 8 and verse 11. This is how I want to pray, two minutes. So that this spirit will be in you. You decide. I've done all I can do. I beseech you. My future brother and my future sister, I beseech you. I beg of you. I've taken you right up to the point. Now it's your decision. Make your decision today. Amen. I know some people, I've heard people say, I'm not going to serve a God who makes a hell. Well, God didn't make a hell for you and I. God didn't make hell for his creation as far as Adam and Eve or man on this earth is concerned. God made hell for the angels that were booted out of heaven. Because soon there's not going to be any place for them to be circling around. This earth pass, the heavens pass. What's going to happen to those? They're going to end up in a pit. So God made them a pit. But to God's surprise, because he had to enlarge the gates of hell, people wanted to follow the devil, and if you follow the devil, you end up where the devil's going to end up. That's biblical. It is not the will of God that you perish. That's biblical. So I don't see where God made hell that you, that you would perish in hell, because that's not his will. For Lucifer different story. Not for you. You don't go to hell today. God is not slack concerning his promises, for we know it is not the will of God that any one of us should perish. But because of his long suffering and because of his patience, today you can say, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. And your life changes. 30 seconds, make this decision. Don't get up. Don't leave the room. Don't turn this off. Get saved. I delight to do the will of God. Amen. We can read the scriptures and we can sit there and pull out a verse or a line or two and you say, I don't like God. Yeah, there's some, there's some temperaments. It's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a Amen. living God. There's some, some of his temperaments are kind of rough. But the Bible says that his anger endures for a... But for a moment... Amen. But God's favor, in his favor, it's a psalm. In his favor is life. Hallelujah. Praise God. 30 seconds are up. I want to pray. In God's favor is life, and that life is Jesus Christ. My Father in heaven, I thank God today 
for the word of God which we have received. I thank God today this word, this preaching, this teaching has, not only has it led us to life, but it, it's pushing us. Praise God. It's giving us the only option, which is Jesus Christ. Now, perchance there's somebody today within the sound of my voice that's saying, God, be merciful unto me, a sinner. Forgive them. Hallelujah. Their trespass. Forgive them their sin. The blood of Jesus Christ will wash them, make them whole again. Praise God. Make them whole. Praise God. Make them clean. Hallelujah. Without spot, without wrinkle. Put in them, amen, not only a new heart, but with that new heart comes the, the desire, the delight to do thy will. And this is my prayer today for every one of the young person, amen, the adolescents, the teenagers, praise God, mom and dad, praise God, everyone in front of me, everybody listening today, praise God, in the name of Jesus. We're here to do the will of God. Thy will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. This is how I pray today. But Lord, we need your spirit. This can't be done without your spirit. Lord, we'll run out of resources. We would faint, but for the spirit of the Lord, but for the hand of God in our lives. Hallelujah. We faint not, and we're not weary today. Lord, I pray for our children, our children's children, in the name of Jesus, that that blessing be there. Children, I pray for our parents. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Mom and dad, we need to pray for mom and dad as well. Amen. Pray for mom. Pray for dad. Praise God. Hallelujah. At home as well. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank God for your son, Jesus Christ, who came to make a difference, who came to give us life. And I thank God today for those who are accepting and they're receiving life today. In Jesus' name. I thank God for this ministry. I thank God for your mercy that we have received and we faint not. Praise God. To go forth and manifest the truth. Manifest, praise God, what has been written in the volume of the book that we need to do. I thank God we have eyes to see. We have eyes to see, eyes to open up the word, eyes to go through page after page. Find out what thus saith the Lord for the good of our souls today to serve you in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the blessing, praise God, which I have today to bring forth your word. As it is written, ears to hear as we read it, as it is in Jesus' name. That soul calling upon you today, salvation enter into their life. Jesus enter into their life as they believe it in their heart and confess it with their tongue. I thank God today that blessing belongs to every one of us, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I need two minutes of voice left. Praise God. You made your decision today. It's Jesus Christ. That's who you confess. Don't pay attention to anybody else. They have doctrines. They have ways. They have steps. We believes, I believes. In the volume of the book, this is the point. That's how truth will be manifested in your life. How truth will be manifested in my life because I go by what thus saith the Lord. I go by what's written. I go by what's, what we have received today. What Jesus Christ was able to speak. As it is written. Amen. It is written. Praise God. Jesus being the word, he knew the prophecy that needed to be fulfilled. And he said, I am, lo, I am come. As it is written. Praise God. We're here because it is written. 
We're here today because of what has, praise God, been prophesied, what is written. We read it in the Psalms. A few hundred years later, Jesus came. Praise God. Hallelujah. And that's what makes a difference in our lives today. Jesus makes that difference. And I thank God for it from this day forward. So if you have any questions, the answers are in the Word of God. If you need help finding that answer, I'm here to help you. Thank you so much for your patience. My name is Lincoln. Thank you so much for spending your time with the saints gathered here together in Montreal. This is a live stream, but as it goes into replay mode, into repeat mode, listen to this over and over and over again. Words of spirit, words of life. Praise God. So I thank God. Amen. I'm blessed. I'm honored by every one of you that, have, um, that are listening, that spent, or spent your time with us. Today, it's, it blesses all my brothers and sisters who are here, and it especially blesses me. Praise God. So manifest the truth. Until the next time, thank God. Having this ministry, having received mercy, we faint not. We're going to go about manifesting the truth. Praise God. As it is written in the word of God. Praise God. Be blessed. Until next time, I love you. Thank God, amen, for this day which God has given us. Thank God for his word which we have received. He that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's there for you, my brother and sister. Be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I trust the word of God has blessed you today. God has given us a generous portion of our daily bread. All the glory be unto God. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. Remember, you can see the video and audio files of this teaching on our YouTube channel, That's the Truth, as well as our Facebook page, Linked with God. Please share these links with your friends and family so that they too can be blessed. This is how you can help me preach the gospel of Christ, salvation for this generation. Stay tuned. There's a lot more of the word of God coming right up. My name is Lincoln, and you're listening to That's the Truth.